0: Hey, Melissa, you know what Aggies are? Have I told you about Aggies yet, ever? Yes. I have? Twice oh, good. now. Oh, good. Then I won't need to explain this. Um, so anyway, this Aggie goes into a doctor's office, and he's looking for an infant scale, you know, for weighing little babies.
1: Mm-hmm. Called I it. know what an infant is.
0: Oh, um, good. Then I don't <laughs> have to explain that. And the the nurse says, oh, well, you should just do what a lot of new mothers do. You just stand on a scale holding the baby. And then you subtract your own weight. And you say, oh, no, 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 that won't work at all. I ain't the mother. Good morning. Welcome to Velocity LSAT, LSAT Kung Fu. My name is Dave Hall. I'm here with Melissa Miller. And we have finished the logical reasoning section from prep test 29. And we are graduating today to the first logical reasoning section from prep test 30. And this is what we're gonna do. We're just gonna keep working through these tests in order. Um, unless you guys have an idea for something else you'd like to hear. And in that case, we'll tackle it. You know? Ready to get started? hmm So we're in prep test 30, section two, question number one. What kind of question is this?
1: A weakening question?
0: Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, so the answer to this question is going to somehow damage the argument.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll take a minute and we'll read the passage. Okay. So what is the main conclusion of this argument?
1: That um, they don't need to train engineers on the fundamentals of math principles because they're not necessary with computer programs. Yeah.
0: Less emphasis should be placed on mathematical principles when you're training engineers. That seems like on its face really terrible advice, but why should you place less emphasis on mathematical principles when you're training engineers, according to this argument?
1: Because the programs do the math, they they do the math.
0: Programs do the math. Okay. So we know that there are these computer programs that do the math for them, as you said. Does that mean that they don't need to learn mathematical principles?
1: I'm thinking that they should still learn mathematical principles. It
0: seems like something they need to know. But um, the big point is that knowing that there are computers that can help them do the work just does not prove whether or not they need mathematical principles. And Mm -hmm. the argument is trying to behave as though they don't need the principles at all. And we want to weaken this argument. So I want something that says... Hold up, you actually do want to teach engineers mathematical principles. hmm In other words, I want to attack the conclusion of the argument, right? Okay, so let's take a look at these answer choices.
1: So A was the effective use of computer programs that provide solutions to mathematical problems in engineering requires an understanding of mathematical principles, which to me is the exact answer we need.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean... If using the very computer programs that are going to do the math for them requires them to understand mathematical principles, then why on earth are we concluding that we should stop teaching the mechanical or mathematical principles? That would be stupid. Answer trees A ruins the argument. Okay, let us be completists, as is our want, and get rid of bcd and D.
1: Uh, Many of the computer programs that provide solutions to mathematical problems in engineering are already in routine use.
0: Does that tell us whether or not we should stop teaching engineers mathematical principles? No. No. It doesn't do anything. Answer choice C. The
1: development of composites and other such new materials has meant that the curriculum for engineers who will work in industry must allow time for teaching the properties of these materials.
0: Does that weaken
1: the argument? No.
0: No, in fact, it might strengthen it a little bit. I mean, I'm not sure that that gets us off the hook with mathematical principles. But if we know that C is true, there is other important stuff we need to be teaching them. Maybe we should stop doing the mathematical principles so we can teach the other stuff. And again, and you've heard me say this before, but I'm making a special note of C because I can see sometimes it looks attractive. You know, somebody wanted to choose C. Just because it dealt with the argument so well. And it does, but it deals with it here in exactly the opposite way. Mm-hmm. All right, Dee. Uh,
1: most of the computer programs that provide solutions to mathematical problems in engineering can be run on the types of computers available to most engineering firms. Does that mean we should stop teaching engineers mathematical principles? No.
0: I mean, or that we should not stop teaching engineers mathematical principles. It just doesn't have anything to do with our conclusion. All right, finally then, E.
1: The engineering curriculum already requires that engineering students be familiar with and able to use a variety of computer programs.
0: Does that tell us what we need to do in regard to teaching engineers mathematical principles?
1: No, it does not.
0: Right. And, I mean, you knew that was going to be the answer because we had already seen that A... Does tell it's us we good. should not stop teaching the math.
1: hmm
0: Alright. So that's weakening an argument. Only one other question on this page. I think we should do it. Okay. What kind of question is number two?
1: It's a flaw. Yes.
0: We've just got to identify what the argument did wrong. hmm So we'll take a minute and read the passage. Okay. So what is the main conclusion of this argument?
1: That um, lawyers, the legal profession, has just fallen apart. They can't distinguish reality from fiction. Yeah.
0: Even some legal professionals are losing the ability to distinguish fiction from reality. Why did she conclude that we're unable to distinguish fiction from reality?
1: Because one attorney, uh, one prestigious ac- attorney, made a comment about the actor who played Perry Mason.
0: All right. And that comment was?
1: That he strove for such authenticity that it felt like they lost one of their own. He did such a good job of seeming to be an authentic attorney.
0: Wait, this is bizarre. This is bizarre and stupid. So a prominent attorney said, Raymond Bird did such a good job, we feel like we have lost one of our own. Mm-hmm. And then this idiot is arguing that now lawyers can't tell fiction from reality? That's the argument. Could this person be be
1: any more stupid. Yeah, probably. Oh, <laughs> but okay. All right. I'm just thinking about there the may current be state further, of things and
0: there may be room for further stupidity, I suppose. But I mean, this is crazy town. Sure. I mean, we know that the the prominent attorney said we feel like we lost one of our own. Like, in order to support the argument that they're losing their grip on reality, we'd have to have them saying
1: We lost one of the best real lawyers ever. (laughs) Yes,
0: which clearly we did not do. All right. So the flaw in this argument is really kind of like a straw man, you know? And that is the argument. It doesn't happen a whole lot on this test, but where you put words in your opponent's mouth because it's easier to attack the words you make up than it is the actual argument your opponent said. So... Like you said, it's, it, she's just acted as though the attorney said, Raymond Burr was really a lawyer, a really good lawyer, and I'm so sad we lost a real lawyer. No. But that person didn't say that at all. This author is attacking a straw man. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. So, Joy A says?
1: Takes the views of one lawyer to represent the views of all lawyers.
0: Did we take – now, did we take the views of one lawyer? Um, yes. Yeah. Did we take those views to represent the views of all lawyers? What was the conclusion?
1: Even some legal professionals are losing their ability, so it's not all.
0: We didn't make a claim about all lawyers. Answer choice A is incorrect. It Mm -hmm. doesn't describe what we did. Answer choice B?
1: Criticizes the lawyer rather than the lawyer's statements.
0: In order to have that happen, we would have to have the author of this argument making some claim about the lawyer's person or something and while her claim is based on incredibly thin evidence it is a it is at least ostensibly about what the lawyer said not about who the lawyer is right Mm -hmm. so b would be applicable if we had an argument that said um, albert einstein claimed this general theory of relativity but Einstein was a notorious drunkard, and he uh, never stopped beating his dog, and so Einstein's wrong. That's criticizing a person instead of criticizing her claim. Mm -hmm. We may have mischaracterized her claim here, but we're still talking about the claim, not the person.
1: C. Presumes that the lawyer is qualified to evaluate the performance of an actor.
0: (laughs) I don't even understand what this is trying to say. I, this, uh, pre- it assumes that the lawyer is qualified to evaluate. No, I mean, we've made no assumption about whether or not lawyers are, in fact, qualified to be theater critics. Like that just doesn't enter into this at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Answer Joyce C may as well have said, presumes that the lawyer is qualified to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay.
1: D focuses on a famous actor's portrayal of a lawyer rather than on the usual usual way in which lawyers are portrayed on television.
0: Again, I mean, this may just as well have said focuses on a famous actor's last meal before dying. The actor's portrayal of a lawyer has nothing at all to do with the content of this argument. All right. Come on, Hope E
1: is, yeah, ignores the part of the lawyer's remark that indicates an awareness of the difference between reality and fiction.
0: Yes. God, yes. The lawyer, she said. Clearly.
1: Although not a lawyer.
0: Uh, Right? Yes. God bless America. All right. Some of this reasoning is so bad as to be almost painful. But when you get really good at identifying flaws here, imagine how good you're going to be at identifying flaws in opposing counsel's arguments. Real good. All right. Well, we'll knock off for today then and we'll see you next week. If you are enjoying this podcast, do leave us a rating in iTunes. Um, It helps other people find it. And if you hate the podcast, leave us a five star rating. If you have questions about anything, you can reach us by email, info at velocitylsat, and Melissa will get your response fast. If you have suggestions about future content for this podcast, um, same email address. And until then, see you next week.
1: Have a good one. (laughs)